Hello, race fans, and welcome to Disc Golf Daily. Today is Wednesday, February 21st. We are the podcast that gets you caught up with disc golf growth and news in just 10 minutes. If you find something interesting, share it with a friend. Today is World Rankings Wednesday. We'll get to that after the news. Our number one news story of the day, Maple Hill Disc Golf Course is not number one. Maple Hill has been number one for the past three years. It has dropped to number four in 2024. It will be interesting to see if it can maintain number one in the United States, as a lot of the great courses that are remaining, based on previous year's world rankings, are in Europe. Maple Hill was designed by Tom Southwick, Jason Southwick, Gage Benson, and myself, Steve Dodge, There were lots of friends and touring pros that also had their hands in the designing pot. It's truly an amalgamation of many people's visions of what disc golf at Maple Hill could be. Disc golfers came from all 50 states, Washington, D.C., and 25 countries to play Maple Hill. It is truly a destination course. They have a nice write-up about how I moved to Maple Hill in 2003 and convinced my cousins we should try to build a disc golf course that could be considered one of the best in the world. A big thank you to everybody that had a hand in building Maple Hill. We did it. Maple Hill is one of the best in the world. If you are ever in the New England area, you owe it to yourself to come and check it out. Our number two story is UDisc has released their Disc Golf Growth Report for 2024. I believe the Pro Tour and UDisc had to either merge or separate long-term. I accept that. But it makes me a little sad that these two great parts of Disc Golf are not working directly together anymore. They both do so much for our sport, and UDisc demonstrates it once again with their 2024 Growth Report. First of all, if this podcast is late, it's because the Disc Golf Course's video infographic is insane. You can look at any part of the world and see Disc Golf Courses popping up from 2000 to 2023. I had to scroll all over the world. I watched it almost a dozen times. Wow, so cool. There are over 15,000 courses, but as a Disc Golf Daily listener, you already knew that. What you didn't know is that this number does not include a lot of smaller and pop-up courses, which brings the total number of courses well over 25,000. I'm so glad we have a place to track them all. Finland's 1,068 disc golf courses for its 5.5 million people tops the charts for disc golf availability. Sweden, Norway, and Estonia, Estonia, and Estonia also provide greater access to courses than the U.S. What this means to me is that there is still plenty of growth that can happen in the U.S. And yes, and yes, UDIS does include a link to the places where a new course can make the biggest impact. An example of this is D.C., which added a course last year, bringing the total from two all the way up to three. The number of rounds played increased by 400%. People want to play. We just need to make courses near them. I'm looking at you, New York City. How many rounds were scored on UDisc last year? 22 million. 1.4 million people used the app. 
If we presume that one in five disc golfers used the app, which seems like a lot of market penetration, especially when you factor in how many super casual disc golfers there are, that means there were 7 million disc golfers in 2023. And I think that number is conservative. And just so you know, that is a 20% increase over 2023. Yes, disc golf is definitely growing. 89% of all courses are free to play. This is great for introducing people to the sport, but in my opinion, we need more pay-to-play courses for people to graduate into. Pay-to-play also encourages outreach and consistent upkeep without taking away any free course options. Finland has six times the number of disc golf courses versus traditional golf courses. To reach a comparable disc golf to golf ratio, the United States would need 100,000 courses. We are growing, and there is plenty of room to grow. Have you ever wondered why there is a Texas swing in disc golf? Like every year, it feels like there's three or four events in Texas. Well, Texas has almost 700 courses. If it were a country, it would rank fourth in courses, in the number of courses behind the USA, Finland, and Canada. Also in the USA, Texas has built the most new courses every year for nine straight years. Courses equal growth, equals tour stops, equals players. Next topic, there were twice as many nine-hole courses built versus 18-hole courses. This is good because recreational, recreational courses are needed to introduce new players to the sport. Also, the average round took just over two hours to play. Our sport is very accessible for the free time impaired. And one of my favorite stats in our game Close to 90% of us, according to a UDISC survey of 10,000 disc golfers, introduced a friend to the sport. Word of mouth works. Additionally, more than 80,000 league events were scored on UDISC. This ties in with bringing a friend to the sport. Interestingly, 20,000 events were PDGA sanctioned. I bet there were over 100,000 disc golf events in 2024. That's a lot of disc golf. So league events and bringing someone new into the sport, those two things go hand in hand. Thank you, UDISC, for providing free league support. It's an awesome product. Disc golf is in 87 countries. The Paul Macbeth Foundation is clearly having a positive impact on the growth of our sport and the number of people playing it. Dynamic Discs is also fueling growth via its efforts in Mexico. The UDISC growth report closes with a couple of heartwarming stories. Uh, the first one is about a bunch of kids in the Philippines being introduced to the sport during the pandemic and sticking with it. And they close with one man's desire to build Greece into a disc golf destination. I genuinely hope he succeeds and I can't wait to visit. Thank you UDISC for putting together this report and for being an integral part of disc golf's continued growth. Every week, I track disc golf's growth via the PDGA and UDISC. I feel like I should maybe rely a little bit more on UDISC's numbers going forward as there is just so much data that they have. Our number three story of the day. If you like disc golf and you like games, there is a new thing on Kickstarter you should check out called Upshot, a disc golf board game. 
It launched on Kickstarter yesterday. You get to flick discs around the table on a course of your own design, or you can use their, their designed holes. The set includes Mando, area, Mando arrows, shrubberies, ponds, a basket and tea pad, and four discs. If you like disc golf and you like games, you should check it out. Link in the show notes. We close out the show with our Wednesday World Rankings and our manufacturer YouTube channel growth. Innova and DGA were the fastest growing channels last week. Uh, DGA actually put out a new podcast called Part, hosted by Mitch Phillips. I didn't listen the whole way through, but I did enjoy the discussion of what's the last hole you parked. I think that's a nice little tie-in to the title of the show. Uh, And the first person responded that they parked a hole in between Georgia. And that was a very confusing sentence until I looked up between Georgia, and it is in fact a county in Georgia named Between. So he parked a hole in between Georgia. Moving on to the world rankings. We combine uh, Statmando, UDISC, power rankings, the PDGA ratings, whole bunch of stuff, and we mash them all together to come up with who is actually the best in the world right now. On the women's side, no surprise, Kristen, Own, and Missy are numbers one, two, and three. On the men's side, Calvin, Eagle, and Paul Macbeth. Remember him? He's still pretty good. They top the charts on the men's side. That's it for us today. If you have any thoughts, questions, news reports, email us at discgolfdaily at aol.com. Have fun, throw them straight, and hit the thin gap.